Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Book recommendations, thought process differences, and some real talk. Back from vacation, where I finished a book and started another Martin Rooney's High Ten and Molly Galbraith, Strong Women Lift Each Other Up to be Exact. Coach Michelle and I sat down to discuss some of the things that was discussed in these books and some real talk related to them. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Hey, dubs. Hi. It's been a couple weeks. I was on vacation and I'm back. Excited to be back. Um, you know, we're almost the summer's over and we're kind of heading into the fall. So um, what I like to do on vacations, I like to, first of all, take some time away and just kind of unplug and spend more time with the family. And it was a really meaningful vacation. But also, like, I like to catch up on some reading. And for me, reading is audiobook nowadays because that's the best way I learn. Uh, I had the chance in the last month to finish one book and go through at least half of the second book. Nice. And uh, and I kind of want to touch base on both because I think there's a lot of takeaways from it. And also I want to recommend it to the listeners, these two books. One was uh, Martin Rooney's uh, new book called High Ten. Uh, I love how Martin writes his book. So Martin Rooney, for those of you who don't know, is a very, very uh, pretty well-known, I would say, strength and conditioning coach, a fitness figure. He owns a company called Training for Warriors. Uh, I've seen him you know kind of speak live and he's very energetic um and very enthusiastic you can't help but to be energized in his presence and the way he writes his book is not like here's what i did you know what i mean like it's very storytelling and it's really really good there was a uh there was a book that came out before this it was called coach to coach and it was talking about you know what a coach is and how a coach should be kind of thing in a storytelling fashion. And this high 10 was the sequel to Coach to Coach. Don't ruin the ending. I haven't finished oh. Coach to Coach yet. No? <laughs> no, I'm so you, slow. I'm such a slow reader. You should do audiobook, dude. It's I, really good. Yeah, I try. I do. I try. Once you finish Coach to Coach, you'll have to do high 10. High 10 touches on like culture and how culture can really be the secret ingredient to, ingredients to change everything. And I just learned a lot by by listening to that. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you, knowing that you're kind of kind of reading the first book. Um, so I just recommend it for listeners if you're interested in learning about culture and how to culture can be a game changer. Martin Rooney's Coach to Coach and High Ten is a highly recommended book. I actually wanted to talk about the second book that I'm into. I'm about four hours left out of a nine hours book, so I've listened to I'd say over half. Um, it is a book called Strong Women Lift Each Other Up by, how do you say her name, I Molly? Think I think it's Galbraith. Yeah, Galbraith. Sure. Uh, yeah. And how do you know her, Deuce? Or how, what, how, why did you know that was her work? Uh, well, I follow her, but also mm. I think through uh, Rachel Balkovic. I yes. think that's where I first came across her information. Mm-hmm. Um. This book is awesome. And if you're a listener, you're like, why are you reading a book about strong women lifting each other up? Here, I know it's funny. But here's the thing is like 
our adult fitness clients predominantly are females, mm-hmm. right? And I encounter, even on the dance program side and the fitness side, I encounter more women or girls than dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I own it to them to educate myself on how women think, feel, and it, and it's like generalizing. And I don't really like to generalize, but I think there is common factors that's mentioned in this book. That's all that's very common. Not everybody goes through this or not everybody thinks through in similar thought process, but there's a lot of commonalities, commonalities that I see um, in the things that they talk about or how they talk about themselves, that kind of thing. So it's been really, really interesting to read this book. Um, you know, I was kind of trying to see like where I want to tackle this from. So the book is called A Strong Woman Lift Each Other Up. Um, and she breaks it down really well. And some of the things as I'm listening to this as a male perspective, listening to this, I'm going, wow, that's really interesting. I didn't realize these are things that women go through or most or some women go through in terms of thought process. And I don't think this book would be this popular if this wasn't like a shared thing. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, so number one, and I think we've talked about, we've touched on some of this stuff, you know, like getting out of the comparison trap. Um, and she mentions how like, you know, women tends to get into this comparison trap and, you know, uh, in regards to anything and everything. And that becomes kind of like a central focus to one's life. And it's an endless, like, um, an insanity loop. Mm-hmm. Um, can you touch up on that from your personal experience or like things that you've seen your peers go through in terms of comparison trap? Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. And I don't know if it's just female. I don't know, but, uh, I know that sometimes once you start comparing, all of a sudden you start comparing yourself on levels that you didn't even know you cared about. All of a sudden somebody will do something, have something, achieve something. And then it, it instantly makes you feel less than not good enough, any of those things. Mm. And you know, you have to step back and think, Whoa, wait a second. I didn't even know this was something, this isn't even something that interests me or, you know, this isn't something that I've even worked toward. So Mm. where does that come from? I don't know. Do you think like a lot? So speaking of like, you know, working with clients here Mm -hmm. and talking to people, a lot of the goals that, and and again, I don't like generalizing and I feel like I'm doing that. So I apologize if I come come across that way, but the goals that women set sometimes comes from the comparison trap. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I think I've touched on this before when we've talked, Mm. we, when we talked about, um, how you feel at the beach or the body type that you think you want. It's the same thing when, when people come into the gym and set goals, you, you see somebody else doing something and you think, oh, I could never do that. Or, oh, I want to do that, but I don't know if I could get there or, or whatever. When really in reality, what we need to be doing is setting, you know, reasonable goals for ourselves and for what makes us feel good and for what we want to achieve. But yeah, oh yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In life, as a mom, as a woman, in a gym, at a job, any of those things, I think we're just constantly comparing. Hmm. 
Very interesting. And you know, and when she was presenting on like solutions or like changing our thought patterns, the step that I found really interesting that I was like, wow, this is really true is first like naming, noticing and understanding like that, that you're going through this. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, actively changing your thought, ne not necessarily to positive, but to neutral. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling jealous and because I'm looking at this body and, and then I'm getting angry and I'm comparing myself and blah, blah, blah. And all this negative emotion comes through. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're looking at this, um, you could say, oh, you know, like that's a nice body and I don't have it. You know, that's a, and I don't know if that's a neutral. That's a good example but like not spiraling down that path and just kind of, you know, like matter of fact, boom, that's it. Like it's neutral. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of like comparing yourself. And well, I guess if I say I don't have it, I'm comparing. But, um, you know, just kind of like a, a like the neutral step is sometimes I feel like we overlook that. And I think that's a great way to say like how, you know, we talk about like 1% better each day and your, your thought process entails, if your thought process entails like a lot of negative thought, instead of, you know, thinking about, I have to think positive, I have to think positive and that alone can be overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. What if we started in terms of, okay, like I'm at a negative thought process right now. Let's get to neutral. Yes. You know, like let's get to neutral and then let's worry about positive next. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, I've noticed and in, in today's today's world, it's so easy to see the extremes, you know, one end and then there's the opposite side. And a lot of times truth or really the real solution lies in the middle. A lot of us are in the middle, but it seems like what's presented a lot of times is the extremes. Mm -hmm. and, and then it's hard to find that middle ground. I think we need to shift more focus towards the middle even in regards to our thought process. Yes. Yeah. I think it's really easy too to you. It's easy if you're talking to a friend, let's say, and they're comparing themselves to somebody else as an outsider, you can see, you know, that's not your goal or that's not something that you should feel that way about. But then to do that for your own self is so challenging, so hard because, you know, we don't necessarily see ourselves where we're at. We're just always doing that that mm. comparison i'm not this i'm not that mm. you know or that sort of thing <coughs> and i'm kind of jumping around a little bit but another like interesting part that i came across today actually i was like, clean cleaning the studio and getting things ready is the fact that you like you know we talk about like empowering women mm -hmm. in today's to today's society and giving them power and i'm all for that i think that's really really important what I found interesting is one of the statistics that she mentions is like when you survey people and you ask, you know, like, do you believe women should be in uh, a leadership position or in, in a powerful position? Um, you know, most men respond negatively to that question, <laughs> but also women respond negatively to that. Huh. That's really interesting to me. I'm like, like that's got to shift, you know, like if you're going to if we're going to fight this battle of supporting women and wanting to put them in a leadership position, I think it needs to like be all across the board. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and how do we gain support from everybody when we you know, when 
women are fighting with each other and not trusting each other to be in the leadership position. Right. True. Um, that's and I wonder why that's the case. That that was my first question. Is like why why is that the case? Right. I mean, really, truly, it shouldn't matter. Like who's in the leadership position? Whoever should be in the leadership position should be the one that's deserving of that position. Yes, the most qualified. Most qualified. Mm-hmm. Who has the you know who has the their their eyes on the prize, like in in the right intentions instead of your their personal agendas, kind of thing. Yes. Um, but like, I wonder why women struggles to support each other in that regards as well. What do you think about this? Well, I think a little bit about, of that is, is how we were raised. Women are still trying to rise above some of those old feelings. I'm a little surprised by that statistic though, because I think right now, especially I see women, you know, just, just, uh, standing out in all different areas where maybe just even a few years ago, a decade ago, we didn't see that. So yeah, it is a little surprising to me, but I, I think maybe we just all have it in our minds where that preconceived notion that men are the, are the, the leaders naturally. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, um, this has been really eye-opening because it's like, I can work with as many girls and as many women as I, you know, I want to, but without understanding truly like how they think and what they think and what they feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think thought process and all that is tied to a gender by any means. But I do also think, you know, men and women think differently to a certain level. Mm hmm. Not completely different, but like I think there's commonalities between, you know, the two genders or whatever gender, how many ever genders there are. And to be mindful and and I apologize if that's not the politically correct term, I, I apologize because, you know, like it's so hard to make sure what the right thing to say is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and, and I'm I'm not trying to be um uneducated or ignorant but i also know that i lack my resources in knowing what the proper way to address this is does that make sense Uh, yes absolutely um and 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 i'm learning so if there's proper terms and please call me in Uh, that was another 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 part that i learned you know like there's a calling out versus calling in and and i and i've heard of the term calling in before and i 100 percent agree with this when you know, somebody says something incorrectly or something that's not accepted in the society anymore. Instead of calling out, let's make an effort to call them in and let them know like, hey, you know, that doesn't fly here anymore or, you know, that's not the proper term anymore to address this. Like, because you know, I, I want to learn. I'd, I'd rather be called in than called out. I mean, sometimes I know that sometimes it needs to be addressed as being called out. But I think, you know, if I made anything if I said anything wrong in regards to that, I, I, I hope that somebody will call me in to let me know because I think it's important to learn. But anyhow, um, I think it's just really, really interesting to learn this perspective um, coming from Molly and all her research that she's done and all the encounters that she's had. Um, because I, I'm not going to lie, there are certain things that, and I think it can relate to anybody and everybody in, in any setting, that other people will say that 
just doesn't make sense to you or you just don't understand. Uh, one of the example that I can I can give is like when when a female client or, you know, even within my family, you know, like they address like I don't like the way I look. Mm-hmm. I think to myself, like sometimes I struggle to understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Why is that a thought? Do you know what I mean? Like, why is that the situation? And why does that thought over consume you? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I have a really, really hard time um, relating to that and trying to understand that and also no- knowing like exactly what to say. Does right. that make sense? Oh, yes. <laughs> so much. I just had this conversation with a friend the other day uh-huh. talking about, yeah, the differences between men and women. And I, I in that in that sense, in that particular way that you're mentioning right now, too, mm-hmm. I think we as women put that pressure on ourselves. It's not it's not men putting that pressure on us it's us putting that pressure on ourselves and then assuming that we're not good enough for them and i think just like you you and i have had this conversation so many times you're Mm. kind of like what (laughs) i don't have that (laughs) expectation of you or i don't see that in you i don't see that little you know tiny spot that's bothering you um or you know whatever the issue might be Uh uh-huh so, yeah, I definitely think that that is something that we as women have a tendency to do way more. We we put those ex- expectations on ourselves and we almost blame it on hmm. men, <laughs> even though you're not saying that at all. Hmm. So, like, when you are, so let's say me and you are having a conversation mm-hmm. and you mention something, like, that's negative about you, whether, like, you meant to say it or it just slips out, whatever. Right. whatever the cause may be, like what would be a helpful thing for me to say to you? Well, I think I know you so well that sometimes even when I'm saying things and I don't feel like it's negative self-talk, mm-hmm. you'll say, you know, you'll just say no, you mm-hmm. know, or or you don't see it. And uh, so that that has helped me a lot because I know with you mm-hmm. that I can I can talk real talk. And yeah. sometimes I find myself even saying to you, this isn't negative self-talk. This is real, you know? So mm-hmm. even if it might sound like I'm putting myself down, maybe I'm having a struggle right now and it's not me just putting myself down. This is what I'm struggling with right now. And, you know, so then you listen, but you also, you know, if I'm being too hard on myself, you let me know, or if there's something you don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that in itself is very helpful because sometimes when we have those, um, I'm going to say flaws, even though they're not necessarily, they're only flaws to ourselves. Uh, You know, it's good to know if that's something that other people are seeing also or if it's just something that we're kind of concocting in our brain and then it just keeps getting progressively worse and worse and worse. So I think it's also like different between like friends Mm -hmm. and spouses. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you were saying something negative about yourself to your hubby, Mm -hmm. the wonderful Chris Benjamin, (laughs) what's like. I guess like you're not saying these things to trigger a reaction, right? But like you're just saying it out loud, and he hears it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just you. I'm I'm using this as an example because I feel like this is a conversation that happens at every household or right. most households. Right. You know what I mean? And then maybe like we can give a different perspective to each other because we're not a couple, so then we can kind of like 
kind of sort of talk about it in a way that it's not really us, but it's really us kind of thing. <laughs> right. I think I think for spouses, sometimes <coughs> there's no winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we as women say like, oh, I feel so fat today or whatever, there's really nothing that you can say. Right. Because like we hear that. Uh-huh. And we know if we don't say anything, we're going to be in, in big trouble because <laughs> your wife is going to think that you agree with what she's saying. <laughs> right. But if you say, no, 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 that's not true, blah, 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 then you're also going to trigger further comments that's negative about them. Mm-hmm. It could potentially trigger, I'd say. And so it's like, so you're kind of stuck in this awkward stage. It's like, ah, no, you're not. I don't. What What would you like me to say? Like, right. there's a truth that I want to tell you, but you're also not going to believe what I'm going to say. So, like, do I waste my breath telling you that or do I just sit back and, like, pretend like I didn't hear it and, and hope that she knows she, she she thinks that I didn't hear it? Or, like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm telling you, there are going to be days you can't win no matter what you do. And if you try something one day and you say, no, no, dear, you're beautiful, Uh that might work for you that day. But the next time, it might not work. I mean, I can tell you that that's uh, that's that's true. That's that's real. But what I appreciate Uh uh, about, you know, if I'm if I am struggling with something, you know, that just a gentle guidance, I think, is what now mm. as a spouse, I'm telling you as a spouse, some days y- you might get your head bitten off for saying like, well, you know, are you getting enough protein in your diet? <laughs> that might just be like, <laughs> it <laughs> might not work. But then on another day, if you're if you're feeling receptive, it could possibly help. So, mm. you know, so spouses and friends, two very different things. I think friends right. have that that potential for a lot more real talk than spouses mm. <laughs> are allowed because there's a there's a higher comfort level too with a spouse i agree and isn't it frustrating it's like you know as, as a spouse right like you tell your spouse like you know same thing over and over <laughs> but then like uh, a friend or like a trainer or a coach tells them the same exact thing to your spouse and they come home and they're like oh, guess what you know, like I'm, I changed my mind, or like I think differently now because I heard it from somebody yes, else. And you're like, oh my gosh, you mean the thing that I've been saying to you for 17 years? <laughs> this goes true for kids too. I'm not just yep. talking spouses. Oh yeah, absolutely, 100. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Really? Did you hear that today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I, I never would have known. I, did, do you remember me saying that to you two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, I, I'm sure a lot of listeners are either laughing or like nodding their heads as they're listening to this because right. I'm sure this is relatable, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not, and then it's okay to talk about it. So that's that's the other thing that she did. Going back to the book, she didn't mention is like it's okay to have conversations about these things. Um, you know, it's almost like you know certain things have become society's norms. You know, like and then she was mentioning how like women are expected to like volunteer their time and serve serve you serve on like in the back end of your kids activities like you know doing like bringing orange slices to the practice and <laughs> right. blah 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 and they're expected to do that but really that's that's an unfair expectation to bring on them so if you notice other women doing that take the time to send that quick text to say hey thanks for doing that mm-hmm. that's how we can start to like build each other up in a small way, which is going to lead to a bigger picture goal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep. 
So I'm I'm very interested in listening to the rest of it. Um, I just hope that I can find the time to do so. That's always the, the issue. Like I love learning, you know. Like I love learning different perspectives and um, really trying to tap into the resources to understand how people work. And because the more we learn, the better we are off, mm -hmm. right? And uh, being able to apply to certain things to our job is also important as well. So, anything else you want to add to today? No. I got to say, I was a little nervous because I stepped into this not even knowing what our topic was. <laughs> not at all. He just said, let's have a conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that how it goes at your house, too? <laughs> <laughs> it's not usually recorded <laughs> for lots of other people to hear. So. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, as always. And don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.